clicked on something I didn't mean to. <laughs> it happens Everybody to the best of us. Hell! Hell! Damn! Hello, everyone. <laughs> good God. It's, see, that'll be a good joke because that's the name of a card in this set. And y'all don't know what that means yet because I haven't said it unless you read the title of the episode. Anyway, we are Demonstrate the Loop. We're a Magic the Gathering podcast doing everything mm. from discussions, <laughs> deck decks, and set dissections. Today we're doing a set dissection. And we're going to be talking about Modern Horizons 2, everything in it, and our, well, not everything in it. We're going to be talking in a general sense about what's in it, and then we're going to be talking about our favorite things in it. Uh, but first and foremost, um, <laughs> Drew, introduce yourself. Hello, I am Drew. I am 28 years young, and I like to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, Josh, you better say something funny. Uh, hi, I'm Josh. Drew is 28 years old, and I, I honestly don't really believe that he enjoys basketball. That's not a defining characteristic I've ever heard of Drew, and I don't think it was truthful. You've but maybe I just don't know him. Maybe I just don't know my friend I've known for all these years and his love of basketball. And I'm Daniel. All right, guys. <laughs> so what? <laughs> That's all the three of us. So we're talking about Modern Horizons 2. And it's mm-hmm. been a while since we've done one of these. So this might be rough as heck. Um, don't necessarily remember how we how we would jump into the thing. Oh, I guess um, what what is Modern Horizon Two? Where does this set go? What is it for, Drew? What is this, Josh? <laughs> what's happening? Uh, this set is designed to introduce. Um, uh, first of all, to show more broadly <laughs> the Phyrexian creature type, and to introduce crabs as an archetype. Mm-hmm. Man. What a bold face live. I know that in a podcast, you guys can't see just how bold Josh's face is, and neither can I because he doesn't have a webcam. I don't but have a webcam. That is the boldest, facest lie he has said all day. It's partially true, That is true, true and he had just talked about how Drew can't play basketball, and I've seen <laughs> Drew's done. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Drew, I know that he can play it. He just doesn't enjoy to... it. We're done with you for right now, bud. We got a thing we got to do. That's fair. <laughs> Drew, why don't, you, why don't you give us just some details as to what this set is, where is it legal? What's it for? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. so Modern Horizons 2, for the ill-informed, uh, which is to say our listening audience, um, is uh, it's, a, it's a supplemental set that is being printed directly into modern legality. So it uh, skips standard, doesn't go through standard rotation. Um, it does have a draft set collector boosters. But the, the kind of special thing about it is that Wizards just, you know, decided because that is a thing they are permitted to do as the creators of the game, that all of the cards printed in Modern Horizons 2 are all modern legal. And that includes a large number of obviously brand new cards in general, as well as some reprint specifically that reprint cards into modern legality. So cards that previously existed, um, once they appear in Modern Horizons sets, become modern legal. Oh, right, because Counterspell hmm. was not legal in Modern before. There was a whole suite right. of very good counters, like oh. a, a couple of like free ones and whatever. But yeah. they finally bit the bullet and said, hey, Counterspell, uh, let's just have it in there. Uh, another notable thing reprinted for just everybody everywhere is that the fetches are back, y'all. The enemy yeah. fetches are back. They're back um, again. And those are expensive. And they make Brainstorm a good card. And that's, that's like the two most important things 
about the fetch lands is that it makes brainstorm real good and they cost Mm -hmm. a lot of money now there is some Mm. stuff about this set and i wish that i had already pulled it up but i didn't but this set has a a bit of a, a a doozer to it because if i recall correctly there are four to five different treatments for almost all the cards in the set or for all the rares and mythics, right? Four it's yes, a bunch. That many? It's, it's a heck ton. Ooh. So yeah, there is, um, there's the standard treatment that every card gets. There is the, um, on some planeswalkers, they have borderless planeswalker treatments. There is also, hmm. so there's borderless as a general treatment. I think the planeswalkers are a bit different. Um, then there is the, um, I don't know what the term they have for it, but like the, I call it, I always call it the extendo art. Where it's just kind of in oh right yeah yeah the the uh-huh. not the not borderless because yeah but it's kind of it sort of busts out the side of the borders muffin tops is what I'm yeah. gonna start calling them <laughs> there uh, we go the muffin box toppers <laughs> and then right. there is uh, the showcase card which is different between set to set and this one it is kind of like a sketchy for <laughs> sketchy in the shadows <laughs> yeah. gonna bug you, uh, yeah, it's printing. Just all the art you just feel like there's something illegal happening in it but you're never yeah. quite sure no it's um it, those are actually. Because if I remember correctly, the flavor text on those is replaced with like the instructions. That oh were yeah, given the, to art the artist prompt. when designing the card. So yeah. it's like yes. a, which that's pretty yeah, neat. The, it's like a rough draft of the art before it was finished, and they're mm. really cool. I really like yes. the sketches. It is very neat. It does the thing. It does a hard thing for Magic to do, which is to have bad art well, and so <laughs> it's just because you know what it looks like when it's done. Mm. So here's mm. that, but worse. And that's what makes it cool. And then, like, the borders are also, like, kind of crappy on purpose. Yeah, like, it's got a little, little sketch like, to little it. Yeah. Wiggle yeah. in it. I like those quite a bit. And uh, so I feel like there's another one we're missing. The, there the, there the are five totals. So there is the stand, there is the standard frame, the borderless frame. That's the, the one. Yeah, the showcase frame, the old frame, mm-hmm. the, um, see here, it's listed here as extended art. So there are extended five. Art. Now, not of every single card, but I do think, um, if it's a, if it is a rare, I think every single rare is available in, I believe, all five of those. Yeah, I think oh, I do treatments. think that it's 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 it gets a little wonky because it's also got mm-hmm. a weird spread in between draft boosters, set boosters, and the collector's boosters of what is in all of those, and I can't quite remember. I've opened a draft booster or six because I got a pre-release kit. Yep. And I know that those can have old border. Yes. And those can have sketches. Yes. And they can but have But I didn't open any of the borderless ones. I did. They can ha- Okay, so those can have borderless. All right. Yeah. Well, let's not get crazy. We don't got to brag. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't borders. say what it was. Well, another thing that is that oh, in the okay. collector's boosters it's not a necessarily another treatment, but it kind of is a new treatment because it's Modern Horizons 1's cards that are reprinted mm-hmm. in an old border frame. Yes. But that's only right. in Collector's Boosters. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at I'm looking at some cards here to add to the confusion uh, in addition to also the way we're going about it. But any given rare or mythic will uh, can appear in five different total treatments, but any given card will be in three of those five. So like I'm looking at Timeless Dragon as an example. It has, mm-hmm. of course, they all have the regular printing. Timeless Dragon is also available in extended art 
and in the old border frame, whereas Torok Dread Collector or Dread Cantor is in regular frame, borderless full art, and an old and old. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So anything so, that would get another has an additional, but might not be the same as another one that has a few. Correct, Dane. Very, a very bit cool. Much. <laughs> um. Well, but I guess, I guess, I guess my thing is, is because I don't know how it works. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not looking at the thing in front of me that says what was and where, and I know I could easily pull it up, but I opened up six packs. All I know is that one pack had like a mythic and a rare, mm-hmm. um, and neither. It wasn't like I opened a foil. Mm-hmm. It was just for some reason some of the packs have an additional mythic or rare in it, but sometimes, and that can you can also get a foil in there. And that could be a sketch card. Oh, there's also foil etched treatments for yes. so the for the old borders. The I think, yeah, the foil um, old oh, borders can is? have hmm. the foil etched, but I don't think oh. foil etched is available on like borderless and stuff. I think foil etched is only on old border. I've only Boy, personally I bet that's seen it ugly. on old borders, but yeah. Well, no, here in this. Well, here's another thing. This mm-hmm. is a different foil etched treatment than it has been on the last two oh, times we uh... did foil etched. <laughs> so it's not the same one from Commander Legends. It's a different thing. Is it? Well, I don't. So, I'm not going to ask any questions. Well, well, actually, so I think that leads us in. So we're um, <laughs> much like the uh, business practices of Wizards of the Coast. Uh, editor, put in a drum a, a, a drum shot there. The Padum Tis. Um, all of this is kind of very ramshackle and all over the place. So we have, we've described what Modern Horizons 2 is. And what we've kind of gotten to here is the current state of, what would, would you say like, this is the current state of like, if you were to, if you were to genuinely be invested in Magic the Gathering as like a collector's hobby, mm-hmm. we are kind of at the peak madness of that from like a logistics perspective. Well, you Just, say that, but here's the thing is that if you are an enfranchised collector, every one of these treatments is available in collectors boosters. Or am I wrong <laughs> about that? Because if you're if you're yeah. like a hardcore money collector, you're just mm-hmm. gonna buy the collectors boosters. You're a whale. You're not gonna nibble on no on no you know shrimp food. Well, it's, I'm talking about the like thing. logistically for the amount of cards per set you have to oh. collect. Yeah, like yeah. as like if that is your hobby, and so then like instead of trying to get cards to build the most effective deck for the format you play, you're trying to literally assemble a set number of each card in a set to collect them. It is now, or even even if you're just like picking a specific card and you want to collect that card, there's now even like more versions of that you are now having to like go out and get. Um, I'm looking at the right. collector's numbers now. So the, um, does this one have a uh, 491 total cards for for context on that so that that is the that is the last collector number of the bio box promo which is the last card in the set in collector number order for comparison on that the last card that's not a basic land in the set is 303 so that uh quick math on that is 188 cards of just different printings of other shit wolf that's hmm. it's it's fun though because it's sort of and and I guess 
It's booster. You know, I'll, I'll get into that. But it, it's funny <laughs> because, like, if you're a person who's just like, you know what I would like to have? I'd like to have, like, one of each printing of, I don't know, Scalding Tarn. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, you know, up until this point, we got the original printing, and then we got, like, the Secret Lair printing, and then we got the two Zendikar ones, and so that's, like, four. And then this set comes along, and now there's five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like just in this set, right? Or is it yeah. three? It's three so, more in this yeah, one because it, it any one has is two, three different but treatments. never five. Yes, any okay. uh, any given card. So that's has fun. Up this to set, three treatments. this set by itself introduces three more printings that you'd want to get, which is nearly twice, nearly the exact same amount as I think have been done in total of those. It's which is cute. It's cute it, to me. It is a whole lot to do. But and- I guess <laughs> I guess I guess my main point though is when you open up just draft boosters, calm sure. down, dog. And you're and you're not a collector. And you know what? Yeah. I'm okay with things being more difficult for collectors because I think they're the ones that make the game more expensive. I don't care if they have a hard That's time. That's fair. And I never will. Because they have it. more money than me. They're gonna buy all the cards and make them expensive. I don't care about collectors. Get out of the game. But for just an average Joe Schmo, sure. And you're just like, hey, I'd like a fetch land, any fetch land, and you mm-hmm. open them, and it's just like, oh, hey, this one for some reason looks like is is old, neat. I just <laughs> wanted any of them, and mm-hmm. it's it's a fun surprise because you know you you're excited to get any of them. And then since there's two other treatments that aren't the regular one, you're probably going to get a pretty cool version of just any old card that you wanted in the set anyway. And you don't even have to try. Like, I don't think that they've necessarily, like, I don't know if they have the odds printed of just like, what is the odds you get an old border versus a non-old border versus a borderless if the card has those treatments as an option. I think those are all about equivocal. So you're probably going to get just like, if you get an, uh, what's her name? As called the Muldekunde Kuldekar. Asmarana Marnica Dice and a Kuldekar. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. get one of those, it's like you're just as likely to get like a cool old one or the other one. Like it's just, <laughs> and it's and it's fun when you don't care. It's just fun to get something that either looks silly or just get one that's cool in a regular way. Mm-hmm. And I and I like that as a as a casual person willing to spend uncasual money on an expensive <laughs> set. It's I just, just it, think the old frames are ugly. Yeah, yeah. well, you we know that. Everyone knows that from the other thing. The The goal here isn't to reiterate points that we've already made in previous episodes. The idea is that our this? characters change. Have we talked about this? You talked about this in the Time Spiral Remastered thing. Oh, probably, yeah. huh? Yeah, in our... <laughs> Well, well, my my updating, my updating, ugly, and I said you're (laughs) ugly, Josh. Uh, Oh, that does sound right. That sounds very (laughs) believable. My update on my changing character is that I still think they're ugly. Mm -hmm. The more things change, the more they stay the same. the The one thing that I have, like with the different treatments and stuff, because like I in our like in our playgroup, I actually I do like to bling out decks. I like having the option um, to get a just even if it's arbitrarily different version of a card, because that is bling to me and my peanut sized ape brain. But the one I feel like extended art cards full stop can just go. 
I don't see. Oh, you mean the muffin tops, not the boilers, yeah. but muffin tops. Co- correct. Okay. The, the extended art cards can full stop a hundred percent. Get out of here. In every set, they can always go away. And like now, they are better now than they used to be. Um, for people who have been following since they started the booster fun thing that they're still doing, this is I think one of the first things they announced with it is that every set would get this extendo art. And uh, well, I mean. Uh, I guess I will I'll compartmentalize this because I think this is an entire other episode's worth of conversation because like all of the mm-hmm. different treatments cards get right like everyone is aware this is where Wizards of the Coast can get some of the people who would pay artists to alter their cards to instead buy packs right mm-hmm. like that's that's common that's is that I don't think that's a controversial opinion or anything like that mm-hmm. right what's the opinion? So it's starting starting with the booster fund where they said like, hey, every set's going to get this extended frame art. Some of them are going to get a um, a showcase treatment that's tied to the plane, and that's going to be different with every set. And some of them are going to have alternate arts that are like borderless full art. The take is that 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 entire process is wizards looking at how popular the process of getting your cards altered by an artist where they will either pay pay an artist to extend the frame out like where an artist paints on the card to give oh, the art all the way around yeah, yeah, yeah. or they paint yeah. Darth Vader on it or whatever it is that they do right like that all of these are that right it's all of that is wizard saying instead of you getting your regular card that you bought from us but then paying someone else some money for them to paint it exactly how you wanted how about we give you a shotgun blast of four randomly decided art styles and you buy and additional here's, packs to and here's the darth vader version in the star wars secret layer in the star no, wars secret okay. layer i'll i'll agree with you on secret layers the reason why sure. i my disagreement there is that wizards it's the same thing i touched on a little bit in the last episode we talked about is that yeah. wizards is having mm-hmm. to play catch up with pokemon pokemon has had like three or four different versions of cards forever yeah. they have like reverse foils reverse hollow foils pokemon <laughs> has been doing the cool shit the whole time and mm-hmm. wizards is seeing like especially now some of these other art versions like rainbow fat pikachus a million dollars <laughs> and wizards is seeing that and then they're just like wait a minute you can just have cool versions of your cars and they don't just have to be the one like slightly miscolored printing that we mm-hmm. offer <laughs> and so i i think that it's not so much that I think it's more so they just need some of that Pokemon money. They want to try to do whatever Pokemon is trying to do and, mm-hmm. and make that money. Secret layers though, I think are a hundred percent. Like if people are willing to pay <laughs> someone to put Darth Vader on a card, I give us some of that Darth Vader money. Um, give num, me num. some of that sweet, um, num, sweet num. Vader. Um, num, 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 num. No, I but think they're, they're, I think they're, they're just, just um... trying to get on the hollow foil, reverse hollow foil, big old, shadowless whatever i think i think they're just patrons of the arts and i think they understand that especially this past year it's been really hard for um artists uh dip in the economy (laughs) and i think they're really just um doing it to be good uh to people for for the good that actually is an article that came out a couple years ago um as an article that came out a couple years ago that literally wizards of the coast as an individual company is Mm -hmm. like is alone the primary um what, what would you call it patron of Ooh. new fantasy artwork like globally Dang. like if if you are someone who has trained and is specialized in fantasy <clears throat> like paint art visual art mm-hmm. there's a there's a greater than 50 percent chance at some point if you're getting if you're if that's your job 
you were working for Wizards of the Coast at some point. That is just how large and how much art they commission in like a given year. I so like it. I can't wait to see selfless. how many people get swept under the rug by the good Seb McCannon or Kev Walker art. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on anyway. to what actually is happening in this right. set. Yes. Uh, just touch on some of the uh, like some of the archetypes, some of the types of cards. We already touched on some of the good reprints. Uh, mm-hmm. All the fetch lands getting in. Very good for modern. Very good for everything. Um, if especially if they get cheapo depot. Um, but oh, yeah. who knows? And then there's just a lot of weird kind of kind of stuff going on. But just real quick, I'm going to go over the 10 draft archetypes mm-hmm. um, that are within the set for drafting purposes. Uh, we have Azorius, of course, uh, blue-white affinity. And so affinity mm-hmm. is back. We have affinity for artifacts. I think there's even like Surprising. affinity for something else in there. Oh, affinity for tokens. Yeah, there's, yeah, one yeah, there's a card with affinity for tokens in there. So they're doing some cool things with affinity. Yeah. Uh, they mm-hmm. say that Demir is self-discard. So things that let you discard your stuff and get a benefit mm-hmm. off of it. I don't know necessarily which cards those are. I guess Necrogoyf? Uh, there's like uh, Scourge Familiar, right? Um, is that the one? Yeah, maybe. There's some stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't, black that's card, the one yeah. that when I look at, I'm like, I don't remember seeing that during spoiler season being like a <laughs> thing that was really mm-hmm. touched on. But I guess, you yeah, know, there's, there's a lot of reanimation. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that it is, you know, mostly in black. And so if you just duck something into the yard, you're probably going to mm-hmm. get it back as well as get a benefit. Uh, Rakdos is madness, mm-hmm. which is, um, s- more often than not, self-discard. A little confused right. on the difference yeah. between Tamir and, and Rakdos there. <laughs> well, Just well, looking at the archetypes. It, it's it's Self-discard is what enables the madness. Madness is the actual payoff. That's yes. true, but those are two right. different archetypes. Oh <laughs> yes, but it's all. But the idea is that you could all you can combine two that are ally color pairs, and you can yeah. combine what their yeah. archetypes are into a three color deck. Yeah, this one more right. than anything is saying play Grixis, um, <laughs> and then in Gruel, which is a red green, we have Storm. Uh, so just mm-hmm. save up, get a bunch of mana ready, do a big mm-hmm. turn where you have stuff storming off. Um, I'm trying to remember all of the actual storm cards i what what what, what's one of the new ones that they've added to this set i think road to ruin was one of the new ones um no no wait there's the one impulse draw one what is road to ruin is one of the new cards was not one of the new storms Uh, oh galvanic relay oh that's the one you exile the top card of your library and during your next turn you may play that card and it has storm that's a pretty cute draw card spell yeah 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 it's that Mm -hmm. impulse draw i like it and then there's a rebound card to help you get that that's pretty fun Hmm. um selesnia doing its exact thing with plus one (laughs) plus one counters i guess it could be tokens but this time it's selesnia's (laughs) other thing plus one plus one counters Mm -hmm. so there you go now this next one i i kind of like as a thing Mm-hmm. Uh, Orzov, which is a uh, white black going reanimator this time around. There's actually a, uh, a few, one of, one of my favorite cards in the set uh, mm-hmm. late to dinner is mm-hmm. a, um, is a white reanimation spell just printed in this set where you, you return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield and you make a food token. And there's just a ghost ass elephant in the art. And so I guess it's implied like he died and they're eating him. 
but he still showed up Ooh. to eat himself as a ghost. Like I don't think they're eating. They're not eating him. I don't think they're eating the elephant. I think no. it's yeah. I think I think Mister. I think Mister Rhino and Mister Elephant had a had a dinner. Like they they had organized the okay. an herbivorous dinner. dinner date. Yeah, and just it's the elephant in route was you know their life was absconded away by some hooligans okay by but they God but they're himself. not gonna miss their appointment because they're gentlemen they're not gonna miss their okay well good either way reanimation mm-hmm. spell for four mana which is not bad for mm-hmm. white reanimation that's, that gives you a fair a cost. food that's good um yeah. we have in is it blue red we have delirium um mm-hmm. which delirium is the one where you have four or more card types in your graveyard um you know what would go really good um with delirium, like some kind of way to get more cards mm. into your graveyard, like discard, like self discard, mm-hmm. like self discard, like a madness mm-hmm. strategy. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think yeah. that we should build Grixis <laughs> in Modern Horizons. Just like, yeah, whole the whole Goif corner over there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole Grixis Goif corner. Um, yep. in in uh, Golgari we have sacrifice slash squirrels. which is hell yes right which is pretty good lots of love for squirrels in this set that's one Mm -hmm. of the uh in modern horizons one they they messed around with bears they brought Mm -hmm. back some ninjas Mm -hmm. this time it's they're messing with the squirrels is there any other kind of fringe like thing like that because in bears they, they were like decently pushed as much as you could push two two bears Right. And then the ninjas, there was like some a pretty decent ninja. I think one of the ones that like makes a token of itself when it deals damage. Miss Syndicate, yeah, was yeah, that was one. printed mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in Modern, Modern Horizons, Horizons one. I'm trying to think of like, is there something equivocal to to the squirrel push here, sort of like it was bears and ninjas, or is it just is it just the squirrels really being the weird thing, the weird fringe? I think, I think the other one is the crabs. You think that the, the crabs crab, are the other token? But there's not even a rare for it. Uh, there should be. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I'm not saying that's wrong. Um, oh, this is a fun one. In Boros, Modular. They brought back Modular. Oh, yeah. Surprise. Yes. Was not expecting which is, that. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Modular. I think we got a, a good new Modular Boros legend that mm. essentially is like just a better version of Hope of Gearper. As no, most no, it doesn't are. have flying all the time. No, no, no. I for sure like that one. That one is in my tops for the the neatest cards. Zabaz yeah. the Glimmer Wasp, because for one colorless, you got a legendary commander right there, an artifact creature insect. Modular one comes in. It's just a one drop one one, mm-hmm. but it makes it to where if a modular triggered ability would put one or more plus one plus one counters on a creature you control, you get an additional plus one plus one counter from that. And then on top of that, interesting abilities. Well, less interesting is just one white. It gains flying until end of turn, only until end of turn. Hope a gear pair is still better. Uh, but for one red, you destroy target artifact you control. You don't sack it. If you're running indestructible stuff, it's not going to work. Um, very interesting. Obviously, it's just made to where you can go ahead and and dunk on your own modular boy. Just don't make it indestructible, or you've you done goofed. But it it's real cute. I love a one drop commander. Mm-hmm. I good. also love a one drop commander. And finally, and this is this is the one that I think people have been waiting for because it, it got a pretty decent push. But mm-hmm. in Simic, we have what is lovingly referred to on this archetype card official by wizards it's just junk. called junk it's yep. called junk 
Aim junk? for the long game, it says. Extract every ounce of value from your stockpile of treasures, clues, and food. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they're considered. Okay, okay. Right, I, I've seen infographics saying it was tokens, but it is specifically, I suppose, it, the yeah, junk. It's, um, the, the clues, food, treasure, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I like yep. that. Yeah, because it's just a pile. You accumulate a pile of stuff. Yeah. It's just stuff. Your board is just full of things. It's it's it. really interesting. I like that they went with that approach for, for Simic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make you have to, you know, play it in a different way. Because Simic usually is either going to be like <laughs> drawing cards off of creatures or plus one, plus one counters. But they just said, you know what? We can, we can do something weird. Well, yeah, I mean, we yeah, can do something just you, really bizarre usually here. most of the time, very and and pretty much all the recent sets, Simic gets the card draw of blue and the ramp of green, and that's just crazy good all the time. But having the card draw tied up in clues and the ramp tied up in treasure tokens, which are still really good, I, I like that angle on it. It's still totally mm-hmm. that, but it's still it's a cute angle. Yeah, it's just it would it goes better if you have an altar of the brood in play, and so therefore mm. it has to be a better strategy yeah. than just drawing cards and getting creatures mm-hmm. and making creature tokens <laughs> to do altar of the brood much faster and more efficiently. Surely, mm-hmm. surely, because <laughs> that's what everybody is interested in. So you know that's the the archetypes in the set. We talked about the printings. Overall vibes, how we how we jiving with the set, y'all fellas, guys. I actually want to hear from Josh first. Josh, what's your okay. overall what's your overall feel of this thing? Like you said, you you opened some packs too, yeah. I did. I went ahead and got a pre-release kit, and I pulled um, <laughs> very little of the things that I wanted. Kind of a comically small amount of the things I wanted. Um, nice. One common and one uncommon, if I recall. But I did get some good value. I'm not going to brag about what it was. Um, but my overall feel, I, and it's similar to, to how um, I think the last one was, it's just these these Modern Horizon sets, They it's an opportunity for them to do some fan-wanted fun stuff, try to make it reasonably powered. Um, they get the references to the old, old deep lore stuff. It's just, it's flavor galore. I think it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. And they do, in the course of it all, they do push some power stuff. They put out some good cards. It's just good cards, fun magic. I like what it is. What was the card you got? What, the value one? Or the non-value one? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, I got one out of the three uh, artifact lands that I wanted and liquid Metal Torque. Ooh, yeah, and a crab token. Is liquid metal torque like worth a lot of money? No, it's an uncommon. It's just one that I wanted. <laughs> Wait, I thought you got like some really good pulls or something. What? Was oh, the I did. Value? I started off saying the ones that are. Oh, my value was um, uh, what's her name? Um, the ear in a box. Um, the Dehadi. I got a a borderless Dehadi. Oh. I got a regular Dacon. I think he was regular um yes and then a borderless solitude which is apparently going big boys since it's a free exile spell oh, oh yeah nice so it's oh, so you got two planeswalkers i'm excited for you to build uh 
for you to build Grixis. We already know the good archetypes. So yeah. That'll be, fun. that'll be fun when you do that. Right. Um, I probably I won't. guess I don't, I don't care about them. I just want crabs. I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got a weird relationship with, with Modern Horizons in, in the sense that last time it came out, I only bought a pre-release kit. And I never find myself caring too much about the things in it. Hmm. Because... Sure, they're fun, but they're always usually just a little too strong. And it is because it's, you know, supposed to also go in modern, which is right mm-hmm. a, a real format that isn't d- ruled by jokers. It's ruled by a business. And so, <laughs> so a lot of the, you know, a lot of the clown shit's not going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Like you get cards and, you know, they're, they're fun cards, but they're not my necessary you know not necessarily my type of fun that i oh, like i think you got at I least one you got at least one no there's there's a few mm-hmm. but like normally it would be pretty obvious it would be like you know give me a nine mana red sorcery where i exiled <laughs> 30 cards off my deck and maybe deal damage to somebody you know that's mm-hmm. that's silly fun mm-hmm. but i never i just don't see i can't find the jokes in here I can't, find, I can't find the jokes. I will say, though, that a thing about this set that makes me so happy um, that I don't remember being the case in, in Modern Horizons 1 is that if you look through the card prices and you look mm-hmm. at more expensive, and, and this isn't accounting for other arts. Like, if you're just looking at the regular art, no special treatments to it, the card that is worth the most money, it is it is... Right above all five fetch lands, it's a monkey pirate. It's Ragavan yep. the monkey oh, pirate. Oh, is he the Ragavan. big boy? He's the big boy. Yeah, it's a one-drop red monkey <laughs> pirate, and that's the most expensive uh, card in the set. I can't sit here and in good faith say that that doesn't slap. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not the most hardcore that's pretty kind spanking. of music to jam to in the whole world. It's and the I, one-drop commanders, boy. It's mm, the, mm, it mm, is exactly mm. why Hope of Gearper is also worth oh. $60 and more than a fetch land. It's I have the to same go check. Thing. What's it sitting at? It's probably nothing. Uh, what, Hope? Yeah, what's Sitting hope in, sitting more at? like, the trash can. Mm. <laughs> <what I> <laughs> sitting <laughs> in my... Oh, it's, it's a couple bucks. It's like $2. It's like a $2 card. I'm about to it's, flood the market. I've been, I've been stockpiling Hopes. No, oh, no, just waiting, just waiting. Mm, you're gonna dash there, them hopes. There are some, there, you know, there's, there's fun stuff in there, sure. But it's like when I open, and this is the same thing that happened the first time when I opened my pre-release kit for Modern Horizons. Mm. It's just I opened it and I said, "Dang, I got money!" And <laughs> one card in the whole pile that I want to run anywhere, <laughs> like mm-hmm. for Commander. I, yeah. you know, if I played Modern, sure, I would have a different opinion. I'm not a Modern right. guy. I don't even play Modern on the internet nowhere. Although I could, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. there's a pretty good mill deck right now, so that sounds fun. <laughs> you get to run glimpse the unthinkable, and I like that. Mm-hmm. But like for me personally, when I when I look at it, because I also got some pretty danky things, but you know, I'm a modest person, and even when it comes to being pushed <laughs> on and pressured, I'm not going to abandon my, you know, Your my ideals. That yeah, I mm-hmm. don't want to brag about it. I'm like, so if y'all ask, it's not happening. Because yeah. that's who I am as a person, and I've said that now, and I'm going to stand by that. Nah. I'm glad someone here has some integrity. 
you know what? I'm fine. I'm glad somebody finally stood up to Josh. <laughs> and, and, and I've put been, him... uh, yeah. I know I've been sludging my curmudgeon around. You're a bit of... <laughs> curse legend. Curse legend. That'll be a magic card in two years. I promise you. Mm. Yes. It'll be, oh, it'll be a Mardu card. And it'll, so it'll be Boros in the sense that oh. it requires you to use an artifact. And then it'll be a black part of it that makes it sludgy. And so it'll be a cursed and You smack them with like a big sludge-covered hammer. Ooh, ooh! It'll be like a living weapon. That's uh, okay. No. Okay. Or, or, or yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, of course, guys. Ah, <laughs> yes, ooh, absolutely, okay. absolutely, yeah. yes. Hmm. All, right, uh, All right. What about you, Drew? Oh, um, I like I like the Horizon sets. I like. I like playing with powerful magic cards, but I did not play card games when I was like five, so I don't have like Yogg Wills and stuff. So like, I enjoy a set, <laughs> you know, I enjoy that sets come out that are that are not for uh for poo-poo babies, and they got some real magic cards in here. And like, they have real magic cards specifically at like Uncommon and Common. So like, as as someone who's now predominantly a commander player, like it's I I get the benefit of if there is like a crazy you know uncommon that's got like a really pushed effect because they didn't quite know what they were doing with the game at that point, I get to run that so mm-hmm. I get to see those cards pretty often. But like in a standard draft environment, with with rare exception, like it it doesn't feel like they can go f- like full ham and like a random and like a regular standard set without it feeling bad like in a, if a standard set goes too hard on like its power level it's like if a if it's like if a professional uh mlb player goes to like a t-ball game and like he doesn't go easy on the kids it's like he's just hitting them out of the park every single time and it just feels mean and it feels like it disrupts the spirit of what's going on but in modern horizons it feels just like everyone can go as hard as they want and like it's just kind of globetrotters feel yeah like it's they can just go all the way in on it and they don't have to they don't have to like you know dampen down really any given card and like granted i mean with modern horizons one they did end up having to ban hogak but they didn't have to ban Mm -hmm. that in the format that i play and hogak's not really that good in the format that i play so i'm not still pretty good Okay, well, I mean, it, it ain't CDEDH, but it's it's it's, it's, it's pretty up there. It's yeah, good. and and so I like I like these sets that are and, and I mean also they are printed for like these sets specifically are made for enfranchised players basically full stop. Mm. So like mm-hmm. I I enjoy seeing the random mishmash of like way too many keywords for a single set to really try to. <laughs> I have. do I do yeah. like that, but that's only yeah. that's really only if I can draft it. Sure. I'm not, like I don't. Hmm. You know, I'm not well, thinking that somebody's going to be building Arcbound Slasher well, the, the modular and though, riot. Although the that's cute as hell. I like it. Is that <laughs> what that does do, though, is like, even if I'm not going to draft this set like I didn't, because uh, I'm not drafting this set, but like, it means that there's in a single given set, 
there are, because I have a variety of commander decks, there are more cards that will appeal to more of my decks in this set. So I actually pay more attention to these than I hmm. would for like a typical, like, you know, standard set release. Because standard set release is only going to have a couple mechanics. So that's all that you can afford from a complexity perspective. Yeah, I guess but, that's true. Yeah. And so like it's a given standard set will hit like one or two of my decks pretty well. Modern Horizons hit basically all of them for at least a card, if not more. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. More opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. I I I guess I agree with that point. I have <laughs> I have a lot more decks than you do. Yes. And I don't necessarily feel the same, but I do. <laughs> I do I do agree that mm-hmm. that like somebody who who you know doesn't want to have I, to wait for them to mess up in a standard set and print something too strong. <laughs> these these are good. These are good to make. Right. And I understand yeah. that. I'm I'm not saying that this set isn't good. It's good reprints. It's good. I'm just saying, like, for the type of player that I am. Oh yeah. It's just it's just not the the kind of tea that I'm spilling well, on I mean, my body. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, I was forged in a pit of spikes. That's just that's that's how I was raised. And so, like, it's the type of cards I look for are are a bit different. Like I, I do, I do look for more of the more, more of the less interesting, but more powerful kind of stuff. Mm. And I think, man, I, I just enjoy seeing like a fun, neat, a neat more than anything card. I'm always looking for neat cards and yeah, talking about the variety, there's so much more of a chance to see, Oh gosh, what a neat card that you probably mm. wouldn't see somewhere else. And that's neat. <laughs> There's a knighted mirror that has a dash. Yeah. So it gets yeah. when it gets a counter, it becomes knighted, and it gets double strike because now it's confident. Where else itself. are you going to see like that? that? Where else are you going to see? You're not going to see that anywhere else. You're not ne- never. Throne of Mirrodin. Or the oh god, <laughs> it's just two of the <laughs> two of the most busted sets combined. Oh, see, both of those were standard uh, sets. Anyway, yeah. anyway, okay. Those that's yeah. that's all good points. I appreciate everybody giving their giving their opinion now. And well, you know, we'll do it. We'll do it reverso this time around. And we're going to be going into our three uh, hmm. most hmm. favorite hmm. list. Uh, I'm going to say new cards because I don't want somebody to talk about. Listen, right. if there was a card that was reprinted in here that was like first printed back in like Kaladesh or something, then go watch our set review of Kaladesh. Because we're not going to be talking about those cards here. We've already done that. So mm. so go back and listen to that episode. It's a good one. Um, and so we're going to be talking about talking about the new cards. Uh, and I guess we'll we'll start with Drew. Drew, what are these, what, what cards in here are you either planning on running or just are like your favorite and you would like to see either you or other people running just, you know, what, what makes you happy? Give um, me that. What's the, what's her, what's her name where you look at something and it brings you joy. And if it doesn't, you put it down. Oh, um, uh, Marie Kondo. Oh. Yeah. Mary Kondo. Um, let's see here. If I, if I'm going to whittle it down to three, I kind of want it to be, I want it to be a good sampling of all the stuff. Um, one, uh, I think probably one of my favorites. Let me see if I can find it. There it is. Um, I'm actually going to start here. I'm going to, I'm going to break the ice with this one captured by Lagax. Um, it's (laughs) green and a white for an enchantment aura. And it enchants a creature. The creature can't attack or block. And when it enters, you support two. I just love the flavor on pacifism effects. People feel so bad when their creatures just die. There's so many graveyard effects that make actual removal not matter, especially in Commander. 
And I just love the thing that goes like, no, your thing gets to stay here, but now it doesn't do anything. And the flavor <laughs> on just a big ass <laughs> lizard running by and scooping up your Kozilek in its mouth <laughs> and, and running around with it is very funny to me. Like, it's not outwardly mm-hmm. silly, but just all of the flavor implications of this card I really like. And I like more things that are... It's hard to really... I I tend to, whenever I'm doing my deck building, I call them more control and not removal. But I just love more stuff like this, like pacifism effects, because it's so often that if I swords a creature or if I doomblade a creature, it's just actually going to come back in some way. So I'm not actually really... Ma- I'm delaying things. I'm not making headway. And ironically, I feel like these things that don't get rid of the creature at all, but just make it ineffective. I feel mm-hmm. like this kind of removal, I just love seeing it. And I love seeing like really flavorful new ground on this type of effect. Yeah, so I I laughed real big when you said it, because when I was looking through to choose my cards, my top three, I, I don't even know why. I saw Captured by Legax, and I said to myself... I wonder if either of them will choose Captured by Legax as one of their favorites. <laughs> and I chuckled real small to myself and moved on. And here we are. Talking about I, Captured by Legax. I, I had a moment of prophecy and I'm I'm scared and amused. <laughs> it's, just, it's a fun card. Not everything has, like, it as much as I did say I do like the more powerful cards. I mean, one, I do think, you know, three mana for a pacifism effect's not great. It supports two. I could see this having some synergy. I just think it's a fun card. And I like more removal existing in this space and not just ever, not, like, not everything has to be Path, Exile, or Swords. Yeah. I think my only yeah. issue with it is it's one of the ones that Wizards uses specifically in its advertisement, so it makes me go, ugh. Oh, do they? Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit more sour on it now than I was when I started talking. <laughs> I can't be because no, I, I haven't seen those. I ads. will say I I do the art is amazing, and I'm pretty sure yes. that's just a core, just a yeah, just yeah. A, yep, a hook. Yep. I don't even remember seeing Legax in the last time that we went to Zendikar. Were yeah, there the, any they, substantial Legax. The, I mean, the substantial, not really, but there they are. There are Legax. Okay, there, there are. There was at least one. Yes. There was at least one. So I'm going to assume this is the same one and that therefore, since it's only the one, it's legendary. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get that one <laughs> in the next Modern Horizons. We're going to get the Legac <laughs> legend. It's going to have, it's going to, it's going to get the, it's going to be the green, white Gitrog is what it's going to be. There's going to be just something about it that Ooh. gets a whole group of players all around this Legac. There was, uh, um, there was exactly one Legac in Zendikar Rising, Spitfire Legac, just so you know. Hell yeah. What a Selesnia one, so it'll be a Selesnia Gitrog, so you can oh. you can create an additional token on each of your turns, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you sacrifice a token, and if a token goes into your graveyard from uh. anywhere, <laughs> like the top of your library or otherwise, uh, uh, or if you, discard you gain a, a life. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be there. It is. Um, cool. Oh no! My second, uh, my second card, as I hinted at in the in the lead up to this whole segment, is Break the Ice. Uh, Break the Ice is great. Ooh. Two black sorcery, destroy target land that is either snow or could produce a colorless, um, or uh, yeah, colorless, and then overloads for four and two black. In which case, you replace all of the target uh, instances with each, so it destroys each land that is either snow or produces colorless. I hmm. run snow basics a lot. I have a lot of decks that run snow basics to enable, like, I think in one case, literally one card for one card. <laughs> I added it in and it's, a, and uh, the one card is a redundant effect. So it's just a way I can run a thing I'm already doing, but slightly worse in the second time in commander. I, mm-hmm. put, I put, and I, as a player, 
as much as like I play really greedy mana bases, I am a uh, I play a lot of graveyard decks that don't get punished enough. I like having to if I'm gonna if I'm gonna cheat if I'm gonna cheat at Magic and play unfair and do like cheaty mm-hmm. bullshit. I want it like I don't want to just get by on my cheaty BS because no one thought I was gonna play like a little bastard. I want to like have to fight <laughs> through people to do that and so i like i like that me choosing to run all snow basics is not just a free decision anymore granted this is just one card but i hope that this kind of put is showing that they're going to do more here because i Hmm. want there to be i like the like i don't like that snow basics for the for 99.9 percent of cases are just strictly better basic lands and so I like that there is now some concern. And I also love that it's at uncommon. So it's not going to be like, oh, I'm never going to see this because it's like a $5 conditional hate piece. It's I, I am likely to see this in any given pod if I'm playing with you know, people at an LGS or like at a convention. I'm likely to see this card if someone's playing black. And I like having to be honest or at least having to get, you know, my land base blown up. Yeah. Both sometimes. We talked I, about this a little bit, and I just mm-hmm. i i can't imagine. I can't imagine, like in a in a pod, sure, like in mm-hmm. a regular pod. But I would never mm-hmm. make the assumption if I was going to like an LGS or something that someone's going to be rocking up with all snowlands. I I would mm-hmm. like it's I see a lot of deck lists online, and it's just because it's you can run unique hate that that you're able to dodge, and there is no trade off. Like it's. I mean, the classic one, I think, is, what is it? Um, Extra Planar Lens, I think, is the classic yeah, one. I guess. Hmm. And, and, like, that, and that's that's the biggest thing, is just, like, until this card, and more honestly, until more cards like this come out, there is zero downside to run Snow Basics, except for the fact that they cost more. Like, they are just more expensive to get, even with the Kaldheim set coming out, or having come out hmm. and release some. Like, there is just no downside, but there is upside, and that's the part yeah. that bothers me. Like, well, it's, I mean, if Snow Basics didn't have upside... Let me see. Then sure. I think. I guess. Catherine... I guess my thing is that if I'm gonna destroy lands, I'm just gonna get them all. Sure. Well, yeah, see, here's. I, I do think that there are a good number of strong non-basics that the um the could produce colorless hits like Cavern of Souls. It takes out that because mm-hmm. Cavern of Souls can tap for colorless. What there there are a number of strong ones that can tap for colorless that it gets. I mean, it's modern, this. so like Tron yeah. is the main one they're talking about. Well, I guess yeah, my yeah. question for you, Drew, is, you know, you're excited and hope to see like some some more things. But I mean, like what is stronger than a destroy every single Snowland? <laughs> like no, what's the, or what's well, the no, next step i guess I don't, I don't need it to be stronger than this i need there to be more cards that Just do this that way, that way like mm. if you're not in black for example right because gotcha. like because okay. snow card hate has existed prior but it's been so conditional that yeah. like unless your meta mm. was like it was like a problem and for some reason like you had a meta where you just couldn't talk to people of like hey everyone i want to go home every time i sleeve up and get ready to play a game with you every single week like mm-hmm. And so you have to talk to them about it. But like, and so like, unless you were in a pod previously where snow yeah, was that yeah, big yeah. of a problem, you would never hmm. run these because the cards were bad. Even like they were bad, right. except in the one case where blah, blah, blah. But like break the ice is like, it's hitting enough. Like Josh said, like it's hitting good. It's hitting good utility lands, which commander will run. This hits reliquary tower, which is pretty ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. It hits mm-hmm. field of the dead, which is not as ubiquitous, but is a problem land. And like it's hit, and it hits also the pain lands, like the the like caves of Coilos, you know, taps for white or black. 
oh, and you take damage or yeah. taps for a generic, it taps for a colorless yeah. for free. Mm-hmm. And so it, it incidentally hits some stuff like that. It hits um, cards that are like some of my favorites. Like it hits Blighted Woodland, Cross and Verge, Myriad Landscape and uh, stuff. Yeah, I like oh, the variety right. of stuff this hits because like it's, it like i like i like the idea that it like you can like because i mean sure there are some things that there is armageddon that just destroys every single land but i would be mm-hmm. more in favor of them printing even more mass land destruction if it literally would blow up everything except for basics because then it's like hey it's like hey if you don't want to deal with mass land destruction you know how you can avoid it most of the time you run mm-hmm. fair basic lands and you don't have to deal with this and i like i love that that's as a fair. thing where you're like yeah. i can duck all this potential problem by running the thing that's the easiest to run that's the cheapest the cheapest, to get in the so cheapest like, cards um, to get yeah we want yeah. a new we want a new ruination essentially that's just mm-hmm. like three and a red destroy or choose one destroy all non-basic lands or destroy all snow lands because red should be able to <laughs> the fire 100 let them, let them melt some ice that's silly to me yeah um, like but, like, mm-hmm. like a green effect that makes snow lands not like untap every other turn so like it's a vorinclex for just snow lands i would love to see that kind of thing like it's again like it's like uh, because then thawed as moon. a deck yeah oh thawed moon would be so good <laughs> just every snow land is a mountain because <laughs> yeah. that's because like it, it's again like it's as a player archetype i enjoy having to make decisions both in game and also when deck building and currently or at least before this card came out putting in snow basics was just a matter of do i have enough that have matching art so i'm not gonna feel bad about running mismatch lands and so mm-hmm. like i like i like that there is now another interesting decision for me as a deck builder to make and then also when playing there's a removal option i have if people tried to get too greedy and run all snow lands I I hope for your sake someone in our group runs it or you have to run it for some reason because <laughs> I'm still but like you did you did win me over with the thing of just like cuz I played it here I you know I played it heroes before I played against different mm-hmm. pods varying groups mm-hmm. never once have I seen snowlands but people are always running things like reliquary tower and yeah. and people do yeah. have things yeah. that tap for colorless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and if everybody in the whole group has a reliquary tower and you can get rid of all of them with just, you know, that one card, that that's pretty good. You, you yeah. got me there. But I, hmm. I hope that somebody eventually dunks on your snow decks with this card. It won't be me. But oh, I hope it happens. Well, well, and I hope that I'm running I hope that I'm running my colorless hope of gear per deck alongside and Drew it, at the same time <laughs> and we just each for completely different reasons get obliterated from the game. Yeah. And that, well, and that's thing because I'll say this because what what this what the existence of this card has done is for my snow decks like I, I don't have a deck that is like the whole deck archetype is snow. I have decks like I said yeah. that are running snow basics to enable a couple cards. What it has done is I'm now splitting, and so the card the decks that run snowlands, I am going through and I am splitting some section of them off as basics to respect gotcha. snow removal mm-hmm. and it's the same way that like even in like a tuned cedh five color deck a lot of those will still run like one two maybe up to five just normal basics to respect path exile and i just huh. i like as a deck builder having to go like well in the event that i in the event that someone is running it i don't want my deck to be over <laughs> i want to still have even if i have to fight for it i want to have some option so now mm-hmm. i run five snow covered forests and five just forests I mix them up. And so I, mm. I like now that the snow, like the snow choice is important for a specific thing that I'm enabling with it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Fair. All right. 
That's okay. That was I think second. I'm okay. I'm I'm about it. I'm about it. What is your number one, Drew? Yeah. My my numero my uno? number one. There's so many that I really could pick here. Um, man, and it's so it's 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 honestly it's kind of hard. The one that I guess I will go with just because I. I like it and I want to talk about it and I don't know that either of you will pick it. Uh, but I'll okay. say that my last one is Grist the Hunger Tide. Uh, so one black and a green Ooh, legendary planeswalker yeah. Grist with three loyalty uh, plus one make a one one black and green insect token then mill a card. If you mill an insect you put a loyalty on Grist and then you do that again. Minus two you may sack a creature if you do destroy target creature or planeswalker. Awesome. Minus five, each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. I love that. And also a really nice a really neat and cute static ability. As long as Gris the Hunger Tide is not on the battlefield, it is a one-one insect creature in addition to its other types. And that is I a really that's that a cute a way. Lot. That's a cute way love to let that. it be your commander with without just having the yep. slapped on. Oh hey, you, you just can. This, this can, be can be one. It, this one gives a love really that. good, flavorful reason mm-hmm. why it can be. It's, I like it. Yeah, the, I mean, up and down. There's so many reasons to love this card. It is grist for the mill. That's great. It's a creature everywhere else except on the battlefield, and then it's a planeswalker. Love that. Mm-hmm. I want to put it in Sidisi. I love wanting to put things in Sidisi. It's a great <laughs> deck. Every, like, all of the stuff on this card I think is super cool. The art is out, just objectively horrifying and it's, gross. It is an yeah. ugly guy. Gris is an ugly skeleton bug. Yeah, just covered in bugs. And just the rules implications of just like, I can tutor for a creature to the field and now it's a planeswalker. Whoops. Like, it's Whoops. just, it's, yeah, like, I, I, just, I love the stuff that gets enabled by this. I think it's really cool. Like, most of the time I will see a planeswalker card and I will go like, does this planeswalker card do anything? Because sometimes they don't. Sometimes planeswalker cards do mm-hmm. just literally nothing and then they aren't interesting. Or I'll look at a Planeswalker card and go, is this just immediately busted? And most of the times, if they're not garbage, then they are busted. It's very rare for me, at least in the way I evaluate cards, to see a Planeswalker card and think that it's slightly above average. <laughs> and, like in anything hmm. other than like one like specific deck. It's so rare for a Planeswalker to hit that kind of power level for me and that kind of level of novelty. And so I just really love everything Gris is doing. He is He's very cute. And out of the three of them, like, yeah, got you know, Gia Drone, Gia Drone, the Hada, like that one <laughs> is. I mean, this one just it's it's very very Grixis, yes, and, and it's just kind of fine. It's kind of mm-hmm. a little boring, even though you put corruption counters and that's novel, I guess. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I I genuinely think Dakin is not very good. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't care about that card at all. But Brist mm-hmm. is really interesting, especially like if you do look into um, into formats that you can have multiple copies in. Like in yes. modern, you can run him as a four of, and if he mills himself, yeah, oh, yeah, and he's like, he's a creature. It's like, hey, I made a bug because I'm in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I threw myself in the garbage. Because I'm I'm a, I'm a bug when I'm not there. Yeah, I like it. It's really really cool. It's super good design i love i love wizards new ways of like of just being like hey listen this is gonna be a commander guys 
Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what I'm the saying. The committee just has to sort of be like, uh, you're right. I know. We don't <laughs> want planeswalkers as them. And then Grist is like, too bad. I am a bug. I'm a, I am a 1 1 bug in the mm-hmm. command zone. So you can't even actually feel threatened. It doesn't even yeah. have any abilities. 1 1 bug. And that's it. Well, it it's is a 1 1 bug. bug. It is a 1 1 bug in addition to. So it's a 1 1 bug. Oh, that is true. Abilities. And, and that's oh, the thing. Like, right. Also, like the, hmm. with the MDFCs, I love that some some commanders are lands on the back. Like, I really like that kind of stuff. And I like that it's like, like Josh mentioned here. This is, even though I think this is way more like janky from an actual rules perspective, I like this over just the this card name can be your commander. Like, right. I like that it's like, no, it's just, it's, this has all of the drawbacks of being a creature in some places. And also the pros of I can run at my command zone. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, well that's a fun list. Who who's next, Josh? You want to go next, or you want me to go next? Um, I'm gonna let you go next as an honor to you. All right, I'm I'm gonna go next. What I wanted to do this time, uh, different than I normally do, is because normally I'll just pick three cards that I am exclusively wanting or going to put into decks. Um, and I don't know if anybody cares about that so much because <laughs> who listen, don't play. So I'm doing specifically cards that I would both want to run. And if they were played against me, I would be excited. I would be excited okay. that it was happening. So I'm trying to do it from more of a collective thing. of just like, in how many different ways do I like this card? Otherwise, everything would just be all of the new food and clue card yep it, <laughs> it would sure just would, be all yeah. the food and clues but if i was playing against somebody else's food and clue deck i'd be like excited i guess mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna feel i'm not gonna get pumped that someone made clues i'm gonna feel pumped when these cards happen to me or i happen to do these cards to other people so yeah. mm-hmm. uh number three on my list should be obvious it's a, it's probably gonna be the most obvious of my three but it is fractured yep. sanity uh three oh, blue. Yeah sorcery each opponent mills 14 cards it has mm. cycling that doesn't matter to me um it's a mill card yeah i mm-hmm. you know it's it's boring it just says the exact thing it's 14 that's a lot and with Bruvac, it's 28 <laughs> which is really good right. and is a quarter of someone's deck in commander and mm-hmm. that is substantial and i like that but I also have a problem when I play Magic that even if my deck can get destroyed by being milled, I will always happily accept it. I mm-hmm. I have even changed my verbiage uh, when I play against mill or someone mills me. I don't say that, oh no, I have to mill cards. I say I get to. <laughs> it's like I get to mill six <laughs> cards. And that's mm-hmm. been my new way of trying to mm-hmm. just... Just I, I have a good time. Play Mesmeric Orb. I'll tap out at the end of my turn, even if I know yeah. it would make me lose. I like it. So if you do it to me, I'm going to have a good time. If I do it to you, I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> it's a win-win situation for mm. whoever casts it, probably. Um, but maybe That's... not. If, if they're not like a dedicated mill deck and it's just in there, I guess, offhand. <laughs> it won't, it won't. That's another thing. In... <laughs> If it's not Bruvac, the card's not that good. <laughs> like, it's just not. It's, oh, there's uh, the thing, because, like, I think, like, I look at this card, and, like, I don't have a, I don't have a deck that is dedicated mill. I have mill as a win con in a couple decks. But, like, I look at Fracture Sand, and I go, like, man, this is probably one of the most pushed mill cards we've gotten in, like, years. And it's still not great. <laughs> like, it's, like, <laughs> an actual power level thing. 
It, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially like if you look at modern specifically, they actually <laughs> just revealed a card that's going to be coming to standard. That's yeah. Two. Oh, that's yeah. two stronger than and this. One and one colorless. That's just better than this card. This yes, card is. is only good in proof decks <laughs> because it's hitting a quarter of a person's deck for three mm-hmm. mana. That is substantial in commander because you've turned their life total to a hundred. And then you get it down to seventy something. I feel is, like it's in big. a lot of in a lot yeah. of ways, playing mill and commander is like the equivalent to getting really good at Dan Habiki in Street Fighter. Because like <laughs> mill, mill is not designed as a mechanic, as an archetype to really hang in commander as a format when people's deck sizes are nearly doubled. And so to play mill well and effectively always looks super dope it's always like it's an uphill fight the whole time it's such a good it it, i think if if you are listening and like you you get feel bads whenever you're you know you see a great card get milled you just as likely would have never seen that card to begin with in a given game of commander i feel like if you can lean in put your heart into mill a little bit more and and enjoy it when it comes to the table take daniel's stance of i get i i am afforded the luxury of milling a card. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. I like this. Thank you. I get to look at all of my cool cards as they go to the graveyard. I may have not you even get... seen these cards yeah. otherwise. There's some there's some really and good art to. that you get to look at. It's good art. Yeah. <laughs> Just appreciate I it for that. I love looking at my cards. Another yeah. thing is is that I really love because the thing is my mono blue mill deck. I don't think there is a single card in that whole deck that mills a single player. Like mm-hmm. every one of my mill effects uh, either mm-hmm, hits mm-hmm. everyone, including me, or only my opponents. Yep, so it's never a situation yeah. of like somebody has to feel like they're picked on. Mm-hmm. It's everybody is slowly losing their minds at the same time. <laughs> um, and that's just, <laughs> yeah. and that's just what's happening. Well, and and that, that's what will happen if you see someone go to Evo and they're just mixing it up with Dan Hibiki. Everyone is going to be losing their minds at the same time. <laughs> that is true. Flavor <laughs> it is tied directly in. It's baked right in. And also, again, like, it's... The, the other thing with Mill, like, it's... You also gotta know, like, it's if someone's playing Mill, there might be a graveyard deck that's just getting full-on enabled at the table. Oh, and, yeah. like, that's, mm-hmm. that's something they have to mill through. They have to mill through that. Which yeah, is that's, great to see. I, right. I don't run... I think I have one deck that's my Exile deck that mm-hmm. exiles graveyards, but I don't run it in any other deck except my Mill decks because... I have to do it in my mill decks because that's not why we're here. We're not here (laughs) to get anything back. We're here to put it away from the top, make it drop. That's some mill map. Um, uh, Anyway, now I actually had, this was a struggle here. This Mm -hmm. is my number two pick because it was between two, uh, three drop red cards. And Ah, I do mm -hmm. think my heart ended up going with the other one because this is an effect that I love. I actually built a friend of ours. I built them a deck that's based around this whole idea and archetype. And it's a thing that I don't ever see in games that I wish happened more. I think the closest that we get is uh, Eureka. Eureka does it the closest, but a little better because it's Mm -hmm. just straight up loss of life, if I remember correctly. Oh, yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. And so... And so, you know, sure, this card is similar, very much similar to Soulfire Eruption in that Soulfire Eruption is a nine mana sorcery 
that um, makes you exile from the top and then deal a variable amount of damage to people based on the CMCs. <laughs> this card is at least an instant, and it costs three mana, two and a red calibrated blast. Uh, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. When you reveal a non-land card this way, calibrated blast deals damage equal to that card's mana value to any target. That's right. it. The, it's got uh, flashback for three and two red. It's uh, it's really not uh, very good. <laughs> it, it's it not a very good isn't card. Very good. But listen, they printed they printed Scion of Draco in this mm-hmm. set you yeah. can run kozilex mm-hmm. and things like that like there is a way because you know i built you know i built our friend that an omen machine deck that's all just reveal the top card deal damage equal to its cmc right. and that's like the whole thing he calls it taniti right. it's uh, the tnt guy <laughs> and it's yeah. whatever and I always really liked that thing and usually those effects are incredibly overcosted like sometimes nine mana mm-hmm. um <laughs> and i'm still excited about it but well this, this one's one, not overcosted. i'm playing this like no this one's not overcosted, and you can do it twice technically doing it <laughs> well for eight mana to only do it two times versus nine mana to do it <laughs> with one no real well. ceiling um, right this is worse this corruption <laughs> in a lot of ways well i'm but just saying that it's uh cheaper if i but like, like you can choose your targets after you reveal the card, which is flat better. Soulfire, you uh, are having to uh. choose your targets and then you start revealing. So you have to, and, and also Soulfire Eruption can hit some basic lands and deal nothing. Yeah, and that's, off. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. But the thing mm-hmm. about this is like, if you manage to, it, it's the kind of card you can't get mad at. And yeah. I love cards right. that you can't get mad at. So like if I'm sitting there at <laughs> five life and somebody's just like, all right, Dan, let's see like and they reveal like a seven or even a five and get me exactly like i can't be upset that they just lucked into me dying and i imagine (laughs) that if i do this to somebody else and i luck into them dying they can't really be packing up all their stuff saying oh man this is such bullshit i hate this this is so (laughs) stupid i can't believe that I was at two life and you revealed a two drop and killed me <laughs> like, for what? three mana for, for three mana instant. I guess I could get them at the end of their turn or if they do something like shenanigany, mm. but yeah. it's just, it's cute. You can't get mad at it. And I love mm-hmm. cards that can potentially like, if you build your deck, right, you could hit somebody like, cause you don't have to shuffle or anything. So no, like, right. if you have any kind of scries, like you run, uh, you know, the divining top, and mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put like a Ulamog right there. Yep. And then, and then mm-hmm. you do it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, take twelve for three mana. That's really good. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, pay three mana, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a soul ring. And then, and then what even happens <laughs> to the revealed card? It just goes on the bottom. Uh, it goes on the bottom. <laughs> so you don't yeah. even get to draw. Don't even get it. You don't I, even get it. Man, it I think I thought that you drew it or like it was an impulse draw. Mm-mm. I didn't even register the fact that you don't even get a card off of this. Love it. No, oh it's God. it sucks and it's bad, but oh. I I I love that type of design. I love variable uh, yeah. variable designs just in mm-hmm. general. Um mm. that's a rare. And then 
It that is a rare. <laughs> I imagine that it would be the most feel bad card you could pull in the whole set. Well, look. hey, Soulfire Eruption was a mythic, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I'll point out, Soulfire Eruption. I won a draft match. You with did, Soulfire you Eruption. did, you, oh. and you killed me with it, and I wasn't mad because you yeah. can't be mad at it. Um. I'll, also, there's another thing we normally talk about. I guess I, we kind of do actually. So I'm just a liar. Hmm. The art on Calibrated Blast is fucking holy shit good. I love what? the art on this card. What is it? Just it a look, burning old city? It, it looks like a fiery apocalypse. Like, it, yeah. it, it's a card it that looks like... The card looks so cool, but then you're just yeah. like, oh man, I can't <laughs> wait to deal one damage in my gruel deck when I feel a land of war elves. It's, like, it's a card that, like, the art on this card is so intense, it looks like if I turned off the lights in a room, I could use it as a source of light. Like, that is how bright <laughs> the art on that card is. It's just so... Oh, it's so good. Oh, it also geez. looks like Ravnica's on fire. I think it, this is it Ravnica. It does look a little it, bit like It does look Ravnica. like Ravnica. Yeah. yeah I so think Ravnica's that's, that's on fire. Good. All right. So moving on to my number one pick. This shouldn't mm. necessarily surprise anybody. Um, like at all. Like if you really think about it, it should it should hit you mm-hmm. pretty good. I'm trying to find it mm-hmm. on the page. I can't find it on the page. Why can't I not mm-hmm. find it on the page? Can't find it on the oh, page. Oh, there it is. Uh, my number one pick um and i don't know what it is i don't know if like deep down something about my personality is is mardu i love mardu if i could change how i built magic decks instead of doing the commander 32 or whatever i would have just built every mardu commander and just (laughs) had only mardu decks with a couple other things but my number one pick is a piru the volatile this Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful dragon lady is two two red two white and two black flying lifelink seven seven this card is still only barely castable early with a jeweled lotus this card Mm. (laughs) this card is oh oh it's Man, if I was sitting across from this, oh man, I'd be so excited if they got there. Oh, if they got there, I'd be. If they hit it at all, if they could do it at all, and there's so many mm. cool ways that you could build her. You could build mm-hmm. her in so many good ways, and I wouldn't be mad at any of them. I guess if they just did it for the colors and and didn't actually want to cast her. But if you wanted to go, just like set up a bunch of creatures with death triggers, mm-hmm. kill Piru. Yeah bunch of death triggers hey that's fine if you want to go like big reanimator where the goal is to only ever have piru like hey on my upkeep one black when this thing dies return it to the battlefield stack the triggers mm, hey seven mm, damage mm. to everything gain a bunch of life guess who's back everyone kill it <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> you just keep bringing it back it's beautiful it's gorgeous going aristocrats route you could go you know you just you can go like uh, the good old fashioned uh, 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 what's that red enchantment? Whenever a creature takes damage, you deal that much damage to the player. Repercussion. Yeah, oh, go good old fashioned yeah. repercussions. You can even throw in an Aetherflux Reservoir. Why not? You're running an eight <laughs> mana dragon. With Pyro has lifelink. When it's dealing seven damage to each non legendary creature, that's yeah, lifelink damage. That's lifelink, yeah, baby. Yeah. You get all of that. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. I. It sucks. I don't. I don't <laughs> think this is it's the a, colors a, where you can hit that easy. To say yeah. the colors where you can get that easy. Like 
it's a thing like it's i i think uh part of my character arc on the show has been that i i am kind of the de facto lore boy you are the but lore like, boy but like hmm. it's a, it's a callback to the original elder dragons yes. it's the whole shit yeah. like cor- like original vivictus and chromium even original nickel bolus is only playable because people are working hard for it it's not a great <laughs> <part>. <laughs> and so like <laughs> i love that it's the exact same thing it's three colors two of each pip it has an upkeep cost you have to keep paying after that it is barely good on the vanilla test without that last ability like and mm-hmm. it's it's just cool like this it's like, just cool and they, and they did cool. a really neat thing of making like if you don't pay the cost there's an upside to it and yep. i think that's so smart it's such a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such a tiny mm-hmm. little detail mm-hmm. that makes it so scrumptious and so oh man i'm pretty sure bad but if i <laughs> man i wish i could build a deck around it but i can't i won't do it and mm-hmm. I and I would hope that I don't know if it'd be either you two, but I want someone in our group to just look at it long enough. Maybe they pulled like a foil etched one from a collector booster and they look mm. at it long enough and they're just like, you know what? It's a waste of money to not play it. And then they just build it. <laughs> and then I want it to at least wipe the board once and then lose. That's all I need. That's all I want. Pyro the Volatile am- is low is low key. It's um it's something mm-hmm. I would consider to replace Lysia in that very same deck. You could throw it in the I, 99. Oh, yeah. Does it have I, I, any uh, graveyard recursion? Like, or, or uh, uh, bring it back from that, the graveyard? That's something I've been thinking about building because what a, what Pyro would let would let me do in that deck is you also run Garn of the Blood Flame and you run Thrilling Encore so that you return all creatures you had into the graveyard this turn to your battlefield. So you intentionally hmm. have Pyro die, gain a just gross amount of life, flash in Garna, get everything back, and then, like all kinds of gross stuff and that's that's a lot of what like because one of the big plays in my lycia deck is purity on board command the dread horde so command the dread horde is, uh, six mana reanimate any number of creatures and planeswalkers you take damage equal to the total mana cost of all those you have purity in play instead of taking any damage you gain that much life uh oh. so that's a big in-game mm-hmm. play is a big reanimation thing pyru would just mean it's more that with some life gain to sustain i love that i think this card's cool as shit <laughs> I it's, mean, as it's so I, I do, cool. and the the problem yeah, I, is, it's so cool that I know that I'm never gonna actually see it. I will never. I even <laughs> if I was to go to like our LGS, even if I was to go to maybe Command Fest if it comes to Atlanta or something, mm-hmm. like I am so doubtful that I would play against a Peru. It breaks my little heart. I mean, so that's I, why have, I gotta put her up there. I already have a Rakdos uh, Dragon Tribal deck that has some recursion and stuff. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I don't feel like adding white and putting this card in. I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. A... <laughs> All right, so those are my three. Josh, appreciate it, Josh. Josh, what is your third most mm. favorite card in this set? What's something that you're... Okay. Uh, what's your okay. metric? What's your metric you're doing? Is this just stuff you're going to put in your golem deck, or what's happening here? No, I just chose... I, I just went with what was I happy to see. Pure enjoyment. I looked at it. Okay. I said, teehee, teehee, what a good game. That was my metric, and I had a very long list. It was really hard to narrow it down because I had many, many teehee, teehee, what a good game cards. Um, <laughs> but I will put as my third, and we have already mentioned Lord. it. I didn't know uh, the term for what they were calling this yet, but I would say Fey Offering. It's a three-drop green enchantment. Uh, at the beginning of each instep, 
If you've cast both a creature spell and a non-creature spell this turn, create a clue, a food, and a treasure. It's it's not great. It's You're not at all guaranteed to get it because you got to cast the two types of things. Mm-hmm. But if you do, if you do get it, oh, that's got to feel nice. You get one of each. You get one of each. <laughs> that's got to feel nice. You, you get a little I present. I didn't know that was a card, if I'm being Oh, honest. yeah. I thought you had mentioned it by name, but I may be wrong. Um, no, but you were just talking about the junk stuff. And this gives you the junk. You gotta you gotta do the things. And if you don't manage to cast the two types of things, you get absolutely nothing from this. You, you spent three mana for no effect. But when you do, I just... How's it not going to feel good? How's it not going to feel good <laughs> to plop on those out? And and within this same set... And it's also if on you each have instep. It scales, in, each, it scales with the commander. Oh, each, oh, yeah. You could do it at instant speed if you got some flashy boys and some instants. <laughs> But even within this own, Jesus. with this, within this set, if you also have out an academy manufacturer, which is the three drop one three assembly worker, it says if you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. So if you have him out and you procked Fey offering, you would get a clue of food, a treasure, a clue of food, a treasure, and a clue of food and a treasure. And that's really <laughs> nice. It's so that's unlikely. Bangers. But it's so nice. <laughs> so I think that's cute. It's fun. You get a bunch of doo-doo junk. Uh, you get the ramp, which is nice. And then you can spend a lot of mana to draw some cards and get some life. But it's just so nice. <laughs> it makes me glad that it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. It's cute. And I don't know if I'll run it anywhere. <laughs> but I'd like to. I'd like to. But I probably won't. But I'd like to. Is the card at least a rogue? Uh, it's an uncommon. Okay. Well, Josh, what's your, what's your number two? That is very cute. And that, that's a card that I could run in a deck, but I probably won't. Yeah. Uh, my number two, I actually have already mentioned and described in detail. So I think I'm going to cheat. Um, you've done this before. I can't uh, remember which one it was, but you've done the same thing in a review before, but go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Well, it it was Zabaz, so I'll go ahead and, uh... (laughs) I've already talked about that. You can rewind if you feel like it. I don't know where the um, the timestamp is, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to find it. Um, I'm gonna so edit it was that a bad end right now. Oh, thank you. Just just make things <laughs> skip weirdly earlier yeah, just... in in this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will uh, instead of talking about that again, I'll give honorable mention to. I'm really happy to see living weapon things. Living weapon is is yep. cute to me. Especially now that it's a Frexian germ. That sounds gross to say. Um, and it's just nice. Yeah. <laughs> and since since an honorable mention, I won't I won't go to any more detail. Honorable mm-hmm. mention to the Frexian germs. Heard. So Okay, so so does that mean we're going to your number one? Uh I do think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> um shout outs to the to the Shout out to the germs. Yo, big, up, big ups to the germs. Big ups to the germs. I mean, you got nettle cyst. You got cauldron complete. Oh my gosh, the flavor, so good. Ah, oh, good cards. I'm not going to go into any more detail. I mean, cauldron complete. It's great flavor, calling back to the original mm-hmm. cauldron cycle. So you, out of you nowhere wouldn't put this. Back. You wouldn't put this in. Um, you wouldn't put mm-hmm. that in. Hope a gearper. Oh, I'd love to. 
Um, but Calder Complete is is approaching thirty dollars, and I didn't pull one. But I'll for sure run Nettlesist. Nettlesist is great mm. for oh, nice. for uh, yeah. Yeah, equipment yeah. Voltron. Hundred percent, hundred percent run Nettlesist. But these are just the honorable mentions. So we've got to move on. Um, <laughs> my number one card out of a long list has to be Hard Evidence. It's a one blue sorcery. You create a zero three blue crab creature token, <laughs> and you investigate. You make a zero three crab, and you investigate for one, not at instant speed, but it's it's right there, uh, pretty efficient. Um, you can't rush an investigation. Yeah, hmm. crab's going to be getting a lot of tribal support coming up. Um, <laughs> This legitimately makes me want to build a deck because a hard-boiled um, detective. Uh, I tragically do people talk. <laughs> do people refer to it as hard-boiling a crab? I only hear of hard-boiling in the in in eggs. Hard-boil a crab. When I get a fucking eggs. When I when I eat a boiled oh. crab, I need to still have the shell on it on the whole thing. I mean, the crabs uh, do have the shell on it when you, when you boil a crab. I don't eat seafood. See, this is this is all of my lack of knowledge coming through. Yeah. I'm on a seafood diet. <laughs> seafood. But I die. I this one this one does become my number one because I'm really I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it good, but this does make me want to build a whole deck. Um my my stupid moniker in some places such as Discord is criminal crab. And I want Mm-hmm. I think oh. I have to build a crab investigate deck. I agree. Yeah. No, yeah, I, your name is Criminal uh, Crab, so a crab yeah. investigate. Okay, well, real quick, real quick before yeah. we we start wrapping okay. things up, who who in your brain is the commander for that deck? Uh, uh Finax, because I just want to have a Finax deck, and then this would fit in. Wait, so would any of the other parts of the Finax decks be crabs? Okay, my current my current thing in my head that I shouldn't do is that it will be Detective Finax trying to find Cherix, the the Raging Isle, who is the criminal crab. And I guess at, at the point at which I found Cherix, I I would uh, leave the game because I you can see completed my investigation. Uh, yeah, I got to take him to jail. Yeah, he's got to go, he's got to go book the crab. Mm-hmm, got booked the criminal crab. You, I ain't gonna lie, man. I hate that. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You ever think that maybe like people listen to Magic the Gathering podcast to get like insight on strategy, and then someone just listens to what we put out and they just cry, they just bawl tears out of their face. I mean, well, I, I probably that, won't do it. I hope I that probably won't. What they could at least gather, what they could at least gather, is that mm. Drew likes to prep for what he feels is the inevitable. And, yes. and so he will make the changes accordingly. Me, hmm. I think that I give off the advice that, you know, maybe play more cards that everybody can enjoy that aren't just, hey, I'm going to give you eight or nine lands. It's like group hug ain't hmm. the only way to make people not hate you when you play magic. <laughs> like you don't have to juke hops everybody. There's ways to win and be obnoxious where people are just like, oh, well, that's just him. Because that's like what I do the yeah. whole mm-hmm. time. And and then what do we get from you, Josh? We get build Phoenix because Phoenix is good for an investigate crab deck. Like what? <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds really fun. Yes. Uh, 
the the crabs are zero threes. <laughs> One for a zero three. Angel investigate. That's pretty efficient for Phoenix. It's pretty efficient. It's pretty efficient. It's pretty efficient. Zero three is a relevant stat line for Phoenix. That's a relevant stat line for Phoenix. <laughs> even i could not withstand that two seconds of silence after it said those words isn't there like a zero drop zero five uh that's a one drop zero five but yes because i, I also have a, i have a four color oh, toughness which one thing. is shield sphere oh that there is oh, shield sphere is a zero six for, oh, for zero right for zero yeah Just, uh, it doesn't it doesn't let you investigate at all but it kind of does in your other deck that you have based around toughness. Yeah, but no, Arcadius just gives me the card draw. I don't have to pay for it. But he's a brilliant strategist. That's sort of, you could just be like, he's like Sherlock Holmes. He just well, like, then, you know, he doesn't put himself in danger. He hides behind like all of his little things. And he's so smart. Uh, they're like, oh, I figured it out instantly. I don't even have to pay too. Like, this is just my brain. Like you already yeah. have the investigate wall deck. Just throw like, some crabs in it. <laughs> like I'm not saying don't build Phoenix Mill, but Phoenix Mill does not have to be your craft deck that investigates. And yet, unfortunately, it might be. It's it gonna be. be. It, will, it be. will be. No, I look forward to it. So long as you run, if you're milling, I'm down. I don't care what stupid shit you're doing. Like if you're gonna mill me, I'm for it. If it's a crab or not, just hit me. You gotta find the criminal crab. <laughs> On that, on that note, now that we've broken Josh's crab spirit, uh, so what? I guess I guess now we would typically move into like the takeaways from the set and our our favies, etc. Or no, we've already done our favies. Like what our takeaways from the set as a whole are. Oh yeah, just as like a, a quick recapper is just um, the set's good. It's a really good set. There's value in it. I think the prices of the boxes are even starting to to go down, at least at this point. They're from where I'm looking, like the set boosters are like going for two sixty. And I know that like before pre-release they were like three hundred. Like every box you could get was roughly three hundred something, mm-hmm. if I remember. Mm-hmm. So like now's the time to get it. You're going to get value. Like even if it's cards you don't want, you'll be able to get the cards you want. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. if you got the money and you actually like want to draft it, you know, I'd say mm-hmm. go for it. There's lots of really cool archetypes, lots of really strong cards. You'll randomly get two to three rares and or mythics in a pack. So it's sort of like the thing they did with double masters, except for mm-hmm. sometimes and not $10 a booster pack. Um, <laughs> depending on where you get Depending it. on where you go, because <laughs> right. it yeah. will be like that. But it, it it's not going to, it'll feel special instead of like, oh, hey, I spent fifteen dollars. I got badly owned an Anubis, and yeah. um, and uh, some other bulk garbage. And then you mm-hmm. get mad and never play Magic again, like I did. Whoa, <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Um, the takeaway that I would really have for this is I think because I think I said something similar in a recent episode in number way, not in time because we've been on a bit of a hiatus but like mm-hmm. I, mm. I think i said in a recent like set review or something that i just want to have to work for what i do a bit more um and so i want i want more hate on what i do um they're gonna have to start putting some real like i'm gonna need to be punished a bit more for running so many dang creatures like the the new evoke cycle mm. that's in this set like uh, creatures now are just spells <laughs> also 
I feel like we're gonna oh. have to get mm-hmm. some harder like creature punishment. It's weird because game. like I feel like you know because I agree, but the issue is that you're in this podcast with me and Josh, and we're not the ones that are gonna do it. Like you need to, you need to have like yeah. those conversations in a separate magic podcast with like <laughs> the other guys we play with. Well, no, Josh, Josh ain't gonna start packing creature hate. He's got to play crabs, and I have fifty-seven mm-hmm. decks. I'm not about to mold all of them. It's just like I can't do that for every one of those. There's no way. Well, more so, I'm saying like it's they need to print more of that effect oh, because like okay. like like essence scanner exists and is run on occasion, but just like it's things need to do an effect and also hurt a creature heavy deck in some way. It's like especially like they're granted these are all mythics, but the evoke cycle from the set we didn't even really touch on is a is a hmm. is a clown. It is a full clown of a cycle of cards. It's ridiculous and like. And I, I get that every deck runs creatures, and that's kind of the game's identity is that every color is doing stuff with creatures. But that should be all the more reason that things incidentally hit creatures, because they're always there. Things should just incidentally hit them some more. Uh, that, that's kind of my takeaway from this set, is seeing these evoke cards where it's their creature spells with flash and ETB, and they die most of the time as soon as they hit the field. I, that's just a spell that gets to be a creature also and synergize that way. I feel mm-hmm. like this conversation was had when like Uro and Grosa came out. Like, this is yeah, they just come in, they go away. You can get them back. The only difference is, is that these, you can't get back on themselves. Something yeah. they get themselves back. The other two. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> other two just get to, yeah. They themselves right. reanimate themselves. <laughs> right. And, and I just feel like, I don't know, man, like, it's I, I get that, you know, uh, I don't think that this is going to even apply to someone who's still playing. Like, I just want to, you know, jam some crawl worms onto the field or whatever. But like, yeah. it's it, it's it's at the point that people are playing with mythic cards at all. More things should just be dealing with creatures like on the stack and getting rid of them because it's just too easy to abuse the things that creatures as a card type, as a mechanic in the game of magic can do. Well, and now they're getting what. silly with it. You you wait until I have hit eight swamps, plains, or mountains, and you wait until my <laughs> next upkeep and mm-hmm. hope that the way that you've removed my commander wasn't exile-based, even though one of them is, um, yep. <laughs> then you're mm-hmm. in for a world of hurt when my 7-7 seven, seven dies. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that would be pretty, pretty My rough. endurance was already in my graveyard. My free endurance. <laughs> How can I compete with an 8 and a Mardu dragon? <laughs> it also has sneaky flash reach. Just, you know, why not? God, it's just not? everything on it. That's a whole other yeah. thing. But yeah, just, That's I want, I don't know. Thing. I have a deck that's got 50 creatures in it. I want it to be harder for me to play the game. I guess that's what's that's the takeaway from like every episode where we talk about the state of the game <laughs> is I want the way that I play the game to be harder to do and suck more for me. I just want to I, know. Well, for me, just with this set, it's clearly it's not this is not a beginner set. There's way mm. too much going on. Like if anyone tried to like get their friend into magic with this set, it'd be horrible because they'd be like there's all there's all these abilities these things i've never heard of and i'm having to learn 27 different keywords so it's not for that at all Mm -hmm. but for the folks who have been playing the game a long time and know these things there's so much variety here and it's a beautiful thing it's great for that 
it's no matter how you feel about power level or whatever, I think this would be really fun for someone who's been playing magic a long time to just draft this and see a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff going on. Real neat. Real neat. I agree. Um, so I think that'll do it unless anyone has any other idle lingering thoughts. No, I, I don't have anything. I, I, I couldn't possibly. Um, <laughs> I um, couldn't talk another bite. I couldn't talk another bite. Oh, I, I will say that the other three mana red card I almost went with was Chef's Kiss, which is an... Oh, I thought you were gonna. Just an, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. better than the other one. 100%. Yes, it, oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, I got it no can't target you or your things. I'm probably going to put yeah, both good. of these into my Obosh deck, though. That's good. <laughs> so that's that'll good. be fun. So you guys will get to you. see Calibrated Blast. <laughs> I'm so Thank excited. God. Yeah. <laughs> now... <laughs> Now that we have uh, demonstrated the loop, we will move to the end step and concede. Good night, everyone. Bye. Or good morning. I, I don't was know. Gonna, okay, I was going to wait to see what? if Josh said anything, <laughs> and he and he barely did. <laughs>